Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. Our first guest today is from the lovely Southern California, San Diego, perfect weather on the planet, and Linda. So Linda, thanks for getting up so early and joining me. Thanks, Molly. It's such a pleasure to be here. So I am really curious, what is top of mind for you? Oh, thank you so much. This couldn't come at a better time. Uh, a little bit of a background for me on me is that uh, I've actually been a remote worker for the past uh, 21 years, believe it or not. Um, I was VP of sales and led sales teams and marketing teams in my past. And then I had a child. And at that point, I also uh, was laid off. So it was an opportunity to become a remote worker. So because I've been a remote worker for all these years, I feel in many ways like um, I need a little bit more guidance. I may have lost um, some mentors along the way in, uh, you know, being sort of cloistered at home. I've also capitalized on it and loved it and had the ability to travel. So it's all good. Uh, about two and a half years ago, I uh, met with a career coach and decided uh, what direction I should take as I re-entered the job market as an actual employee for the first time. And I decided uh, to pursue careers in sales um, with a particular industry inside of a particular industry that I had worked in my whole career. It just seemed easy. And I wanted uh, for my first job back, I, I really wanted uh, something in an industry that I understood well. So I opted for that and I was presented with two job offers with two great companies that have been in the industry for a very long time. And I accepted one offer because the leader of the team was somebody extremely inspiring. Everyone who had ever worked for this gentleman said he was literally the best boss, the most inspiring guy that they'd ever worked for. So who wouldn't want that, right? <laughs> totally. So, so I took the position. And we were starting a new division, and I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So it was just, just perfect. It was just in my wheelhouse. I was so happy. Another gal and I started the division together working under this gentleman. Um, and uh, we went along for a while. And it was difficult because we started the division um, about a week after COVID set in. So it was hard to start a new company given um, the environment that the world was in, right? But um, she and I worked in tandem, and then uh, we expanded our team and hired a few more sales managers. And then the gentleman, the inspiring gentleman, the leader of our team, just uh, resigned. He said he was going to retire and that uh, he had handpicked his replacement. So that's where the problems began. He brought in this replacement who was a very nice person who had worked more as an administrative VP in the past. Um, the other gal on our team, uh, she and I were sort of like sisters building it together. She, from the first day we met, the first video call we had this, with this poor guy, she disliked him greatly. She felt he was uninspiring. She felt he wasn't the right person to lead the charge. 
He wasn't exciting. He wasn't someone that wowed anybody. And the biggest issue was he really didn't have contacts in our industry. He didn't know customers who loved him. And in sales, that's kind of what it's all about, right? It's all about the, uh, the impression you make on people and the strength of your relationships. You know, it's really all about relationships. And he seemed to be incapable of that. Um, so she created, um, this other gal, she created a, a toxic environment with all of our involvement, right? We were all kind of trying to advise her on the side. And, and it was very difficult uh, because many of our team meetings would explode with her going off on a, some kind of a rant about something, you know, you name it, whatever it was, um, she would uh, criticize him in front of our whole team. And it became very difficult and we all felt very helpless. Um, at the same time, she brought up good points. She wasn't wrong. She just had a, a really poor way of addressing it, you know, a very negative way um, that shut everybody down. Um, so then last Friday, she just sort of up and quit with no notice and um, just walked away. Um, so it was an opportunity to really assess what had gone on. And our boss uh, let Friday go by. He let the whole weekend go by. Monday morning started and we were all wondering, are we ever going to meet to talk about what happened with this woman um, who was a very key part of our team? And I emailed him and called him early Monday morning. He didn't respond. And then about five to 10 minutes after my voicemail, uh, meetings popped up on our calendar. And he decided he wanted to discuss and address it with the team. I, I think, um, I'm not sure if it was because of my outreach. Uh, it seemed the timing was such that probably, you know, just to give you a feel for his, you know, his skill set. And, and his uh, his issues, you know, communicating is not his strong suit. <laughs> Just got, say that. Yeah, got that. Okay. So now what? So, so we met last Monday and we were able to air our, our feelings. We talked about how much it felt like a loss and uh, how also she created a toxic environment and we were all kind of reeling. Um, and we saw this as a new opportunity moving forward to make a difference, you know, to kind of wedge into the market and get a little piece of the market and to continue on our mission to launch the new division. And he expressed vulnerability. He was very open and he asked us for feedback. He said the woman who resigned uh, apparently would be set off when I would report from management meetings. It seemed to set her off. That was a trigger for her. Is there something that I'm not doing? Is there something that I could be doing better? Molly, we were all silent. <clears throat> we were all silent. I very much regret it because in that moment, he was asking for help. We just didn't know. We just couldn't find the words to express, you know, and it's not our job, but it is our job to create a team environment where we feel safe to share our feelings and we feel safe to, you know, giving feedback, right? Yep. And especially asking for help to create positive change so we can be effective. You know, that's my biggest frustration is He's just really not effective. He's not inspiring. And, and we've been part of the problem. We realize that. But what can we do? 
So help. <laughs> oh my God. So I I can feel the like uh what's the right word? The the simmering, the low simmering going on and, and yep. this tension. And then he asks for exactly what you want him to do, right? So yep. listeners, here he is. And you guys were so is it fair to say that a, a way I could think about this is what can Linda do now? Exactly. Where do I go from here? Okay. Okay. So uh, I love that you are realizing that it's not game over, meaning other people would just say, okay, head down. We're just stuck with this the rest of our lives because you're not. And it's very, yeah, it's very clear that he extended the olive branch. I'm just going to make up a name. Let's just, we'll just call him Tom. So, you know, I, there, you could rally your um, office mates too, just to create solidarity and, ensure that everyone's kind of reading it the same way you did, which is we sort of blew it. And that's, I, I think, something to help, you know, the rest of the team feel like that we we have something that we need to do now. He did his part. We didn't do it. So there's an opportunity to do it as a team and say, I'm, I'm going to go to him. You could say this. I'm going to go to him. And I want to know, you know, if, if we can, you know, re-engineer that, that folks will speak up, right? Mm-hmm. And just create as a leader for your group to help create space for folks to realize what's going on. And that's going to let you know, Linda, if your teammates are going to be willing to have the courage to speak up and they may or they may not. So that's mm-hmm. not for you to control, but I think that can be your ask. Mm-hmm. But let's control what you can control, which is, let's just say you can set up one-on-one time with Tom mm-hmm. and you might say, you know, I um, was so proud of you. How are your, whatever your feelings were, right? Yeah. And just acknowledge him and then say, I have to be really honest with you. I'm, you know, I was just, I had a frog in my throat. I didn't sleep for a week. Whatever the impact was, say, I let, you know, I let you down. Mm-hmm. I did not share with you what I think could be very helpful for you and for the team. And I own that. Mm-hmm. Just a small, you can call, think of that as an apology, but say, hey, look, at, I, I blew it. And I'm really grateful to have this opportunity now. Mm-hmm. So in advance of that, I think you want to think about like, what are my key points that you want to communicate and it's not 10 you know it's three right so you might say there's three areas that i think would be most impactful these are from my perspective and i'm putting them out there and really happy to discuss them with you and in any way help you so that's a little bit of the how you massage the intro first let me just just let me pause how does that intro setup land i love that and uh the reason we all met, of course, after. And I love that. And I, I did start that conversation, Molly. You'd be proud of me. Uh, the next day, we had a one-on-one that was pre-scheduled. So I took the opportunity to begin that one-on-one by bringing up his vulnerability and bringing up how impressed I was that he was vulnerable, that he asked for feedback. Um, and you know, we paused there for a minute and a little chitter-chat or whatever. And then we launched into our agenda. So I had an opportunity and I didn't take it. It doesn't mean I can't re, you know, restart that talk. But I feel like one thing that's missing that I didn't share is that he's not inspiring. His product demos are are very um, challenged and not exciting. I don't know how to put into words that he's not exciting. Um, he's not inspiring. And so when I met with the team to talk about why we were silent. Everybody concurred. How you tell a guy 
who's leading a sales team that you don't want him in any of your meetings or product demos because he's a buzzkill. And, and I, mean, I hate to be, you know, I hate to use a stereotype like that, but that is the effect he'll have on any call. Yep. Um, it's a tough one. It's a really challenging one. And I struggle even to find the words to share with you. Um, I, I don't want to, I mean, obviously I can't ask the guy to have a personality transplant. <laughs> right. Right. So here's the thing. Let's just cut to the chase on this because this is a tough one. I hear you. And you want to try to be part of the solution. So what I'm hearing is he's maybe he's not going to take the front of stage sales leader role that everyone would think of the front sales leader, but perhaps he can fill this role differently. Exactly. Okay. So that's the ask. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're thinking. You have to know what your outcome is. Your outcome is we want him to not be totally demoralized, right? And yeah. we want to be able to use, there are some strengths, right? He can be behind the scenes and that's great. And so that is something where I think at a one-on-one -on -one, and you've started to establish this and you have to decide, Linda, how much you care, right? Because it, it comes down to that. And so it would be like, hey, Tom, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like three strikes, I'm out. I'm not going to be out. Mm -hmm. I'm coming back on this topic. Yes. And it's a really sensitive one for me. Okay. So he'll get that. I said, I want you to know that I want you to feel inspired and I want to feel you to feel good. And at the same time, I think this might be really hard news to hear. Mm -hmm. But if I were in your shoes, I would absolutely want someone to care enough to tell me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is how you word it. So, so sometimes salespeople, the sales leaders front and center in the product demos. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be really forthright and I'm not trying to be mean. Your, your demos are okay. Mm -hmm. They're not the best of our team, mm -hmm. period. And I think you'd be doing the team a great service to let the team take the lead on the demos. Mm -hmm. You're cheering from the sidelines. And I think that is something that would help all of us feel better. Oh, I love it. Thank you. That is so helpful. I, um, <laughs> yep. That is exactly what needs to be said. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a recording, so you'll be able to replay the recording. <laughs> and you know, as listeners know, the number one thing that, that impacts the communications is the me part. How do I show up? So if you're looking him in the eye with kindness yes. and with compassion and with caring, but not yes. soft pedaling, right? No. And so this is a win-win. Yes. And if he's, and, and they look, well, that's, but that's not what a salesperson is supposed to do. Oh, I hear you. And, and we're a unique group of people here, Tom. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is take most advantage of the assets everyone ha here has. Exactly. Right? And that's what leading is. Okay. This is very excited. I can't wait for you to have this conversation. So um, as we wrap here, Linda, I'm going to ask you, what is your top takeaway in all this? My top takeaway is I can deliver the hard news, the truth. Um, I can deliver my truth in a way that isn't mean, with kindness, with respect, and in a helpful manner to create a better outcome for our whole team, potentially, hopefully. For sure. I am cheering for you. You absolutely know how to reach me. As soon as you have the chat, loop back, please, because I, I do want to hear how it goes. I'm very excited for you, and I want you to feel really great for being part of the solution, Linda, for yourself and your whole team, because this could really set you folks free 
um, and, and, and have a whole new trajectory going forward. Thank you, Molly. You're amazing. <laughs> Back at you. Take good care. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Ciao. Okay, that's exciting. Uh, okay, now we're coming back closer to my stomping ground in uh, New York City, and I'm welcoming Ivan to the show. Ivan, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I appreciate your making time out of, I'm sure, a very busy day. So, Ivan, what tough uh, conversation or sensitive situation is on your mind? Sure. Um, you know, just just wanted. You know, make sure I thank you for the opportunity to be here and, and you know, really share my experience and, and this tough conversation I have in mind or had in the past and um, learn how to say skillfully. So this was back when I was uh, first transitioned to consulting. And uh, on my first day at work as a consultant on the, at a client site, a client asked me to join a meeting with very little notice. And uh, there were two other colleagues on the call. and. They were working with the client for some time. The client goes, <clears throat> Ivan, we are really unhappy with the quality of the work from these two individuals. Ivan, can you please address this? And we'll otherwise, we'll have to terminate the contract with you guys, with your firm as a whole. Um, it was a shock <laughs> to hear. And at the same time, you know, obviously, I may be seen, you know, in this brief context as, as the saviors or some sort into like managing these two people. But in the, in the, in fact, I was not. So, you know, just kind of coming into this picture with a very little context, uh, I would love to hear your uh, thoughts on, on uh, how to navigate this situation. Wow. Talk about, that is a <laughs> shot. I'm a little shocked myself. Like who does that? Um, okay. So, Let's talk with the we everyone knows here listening, the me, you free framework. So the first thing is getting in good relationship within Ivan. So just share with us, you've got the shock. What was going on in your mind at that moment, if you can remember? Yeah, so I think it was it, first of all, it was uh, it was a new kind of dynamic for me, you know, having a client that I need to be responsible for, as well as teammates, people who are, whom I have never worked with or, or met before. Uh, and I actually need to learn from them because they've been in the client side. So I, I think the situation is very delicate in the sense that I need to make sure that I stay and in, in build good relationship on both sides. Um, and, and I need to make sure I, I cater and, and walk this fine line to maintain this business for the company. Um, so so uh, I was immediately put on the spot and I just need to make sure that I am... Um, you know, handling it and, and making sure I assess the overall situation before I act. But at the same time, I have so much, so little time and being put on the spot. So that, that was, you know, that was, I would say, one of the toughest conversations I had uh, in situation uh, uh, throughout my career. Wow. Okay. Well, here's, uh, here's a role. Just so the listeners know, what did you say, Ivan? <sighs> I think... You know, it, it's a blur, but I think I blurred <laughs> out basically, you know, like some sort of uh, delaying techniques. I was like, yeah, I we hear your uh, challenge. You know, I would definitely catch up with the team and understand more about what the situation is uh, before I get back. Um, but at this moment, I couldn't really, you know, say much uh, in terms of how the quality was. Um, so I would say, like, it's an okay answer, but I don't feel like, first of all, it was. 
strong enough to to first build my presence um, and and make people feel like how I uh, insert myself really strongly in this situation. Um, and you know, I, I was thinking, you know, I was the first day I'm trying to navigate, so I also don't want to be the person like just start at the top. But I would, I, I guess, I was hoping, you know, there were there were some better words and approach that I can um, uh, build a much better, stronger presence uh, on day one, especially in this kind of situation. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we're going to find those words right now. So you kind of take a few breaths. I have to say this would be a genuine shocker. So I think it's great that folks are listening and they can be, um, you know, I guess prepared for something that I can't believe would have actually happened. I I am a little bit like, wow. So let's just call the, the client Jake. And, you know, I think the first thing breathing. Hmm. So as a general guiding principle, transparency is our friend. So you want to be transparent in a non-judging kind of way. So, hey, Jake, wow. First, I, I appreciate your letting me know how you feel. It's a little bit surprising for me to hear because if you're a little surprised, that's fair. That's part of the transparency. So today is my first day, transparency. I haven't had a chance yet to connect with my teammates, blank and blank. So that's a fact, blank. I want to take advantage of the time we have now, if that's okay, Jake. So Jake, for all of our benefit, would you share for us what it is that you're unhappy with? Pause. And if they vent, he could be very skillful. He could be very unskillful. And by the way, this is where a bit of compassion, you have to think, I can't even believe this person is doing this to us. So we could make them bad and evil, or we could say, Jake is having a very bad day. Who knows what happened for Jake that he's actually endeavoring to have this conversation with me this way, (laughs) right? I mean, like, let's be honest. So you have to have compassion because we don't know what happened. So just see what he says. And and if he says, hey, you know, Jake, I I know that... um, we're in this together. We're here as your our client, a valued client. We want you to be happy. I know that you know Maria and Jose, whoever those folks are, are have been working very hard. I know again we haven't had a chance to meet, but I I know that they they've been trying to do the right thing. So there's obviously a disconnect. You know I'm gonna do everything in my power to resolve this, and I'm sure that we can create a win-win situation. So again, positive intention. You haven't said you're going to do anything because you don't really know anything, right? But I'm here to make it work, right? And so, and let Jake share. Now, he may be very unskillful. Well, hey, thanks. Thank you for sharing. I can hear your frustration. Work with the emotion as part of the reality and see if Mm -hmm. you can talk Jake off a cliff. Well, I don't only have time. Hey, Jake, I totally appreciate you're so busy. And that's in part why I want to, push on this a bit because it's very hard for us to uh, work effectively for you if we don't have a shared understanding of what success looks like. Pause. Perfect. Okay. So, Paul, and then hopefully, Jake, what you might get is, you know, I really apologize. This is coming out of left field. It's your first day for God, you know, and so give Jake a chance to backpedal and realize that, you know, maybe this was not exactly the best way to welcome our friend Ivan, who I want to help me do great work, right, to back him into a corner. So let's just, you're trying to create a little bit of space here. Now, if Jake goes there, which you would love, 
say, hey, Jake, what I'm hearing is X, Y, and Z. Did I hear you correctly? Right? You're giving me a chance to, now you're aligning. Are you hearing him? Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if I may, and I don't want to put my teammates on the spot, anything that you would like to share, you may have had a different experience. There may be information Jake isn't aware of. I know that Jake would want to know the full story. Again, you're assuming positive intent. You're giving them a chance to share their experience. Wonderful. Now, having, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious how that lands for you. And if you think that could, that might have been an option for you back then. No, I I love really how it starts. Because I think in this kind of situation, how you, especially at the beginning of your answer, really determines the way, how how it's going to go. And like the way you put it is just so grounded and confident. At the same time, you know, letting the transparency uh, be the neutral uh, sort of setting uh, to, to align everybody's thoughts. I, I think that was really brilliant. So um, I love it. I, I love how, you know, and, and, I, and I think I can apply that in, in various ways uh, in, in you know, any situations that, that may be, you know, related to this. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, I am curious, just for our listeners' sake, were you folks able to turn around that client? When did you end up sticking with this client? So that was the onset of uh, COVID when I uh, started the project. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting because you know consulting usually you travel. In this case, I never. Uh, I only met the client once, and then we started into all this remote work, new new phase of work. <laughs> um, we. And in, in, in COVID, we heard a lot of clients cancel the projects, um, you know, because of uh, all the business challenges. We end up retaining the clients for two more years, uh, at least before even before uh, the relationship were, were continued uh, until uh, or, or uh, even after I left. So uh, I would say we turn it around. Yeah, bravo. I love it. I'm not surprised. I'm really glad I wanted to have that. So listeners knew there was a happy ending, if you will. Uh, so I mean, I'm curious because that was a previous job. Uh, anything top of mind? Anything else that you'd like to unpack with me? Sure, sure. Um, I'd say another, you know, really uh, uh, something that that I, you know, vivid in my mind is uh, back in earlier in my career uh, when I, you know, started uh, a few years. In the, in the financial industry, uh, I worked at a company uh, for a couple of years. And after some hot work, I was informed that I was promoted, uh, which is an opportunity, really uh, opportunity hard to come by uh, with, with, uh, with this team. Um, it was made clear to me that you know, it was just purely title promotion and no pay rate increase, which I was really happy with anyways. Um, however, upon my first paycheck after pr- the promotion, I noticed that, um, I was getting paid overtime, uh, but because with the title change, uh, it's being putting more of a manager position, you're no longer t- entitled to overtime pay. So effectively I'm getting a pay cut. So I needed to speak to my manager about this. Um, and, you know, 
this was earlier in my career, so I don't think I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I was just, you know, babbling. But but um, <laughs> how might we say skillfully so that I can rightfully advocate in a, you know, very um, um, uh, effective way uh, for what I'm, I believe I'm entitled to. Yeah, I love it. Okay, this is really great. And I'm just going to say this because this is what comes to my, to my mind, which is, oh, I get an increase in title. Great. So that's a new business card. Nothing is changing. My pay is not changing. But now I don't qualify for the overtime. So it looks like you're trying to save money by promoting me. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that's their intent. I don't think that was the intent. I that's think right. it was a side effect that was unexpected. Good. So I also feel feel it for them. Yeah. Um, so that's what also makes it delicate because I I don't want it to I don't want to ruin the relationship in any ways. Of course, of course, which is perfect. So that's really really great. Genuinely, that was an unintended side effect. So let's say Tracy is the boss. <clears throat> Tracy, wow, so excited to have gotten the promotion. I know that those are not easy to come by, and I know it took a lot of support from you, and I thank you for that. Right. Positive. Acknowledging. Positive. Interesting. Something uh, came across kind of shocking to me. I got my first paycheck back after the promotion. And I find that I had been getting paid overtime. And you can get to do a little quantitative analysis, you know, X percent of your salary, right? And the 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 overtime is no longer in there. Period. And you pause. Is that intended? No judgment. Is that intended? <laughs> now, Tracy might be like, oh, my gosh, what? You didn't get your overtime? I didn't realize that. Then now we're in a whole different place versus, oh, well, Ivan, I forgot to mention that that was going to happen. <laughs> so right. what we, would, we would prefer that the former was what happened, right? And then it, let's just say, though, that it didn't. She's like, well, oh, that's how it goes. And you're just like, oh. So you might say, so you were aware of this? See, it's just you're you're seeking first to understand, getting transparency. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, you know, um, I have to admit, I don't think you were trying to hide anything. I really would have appreciated knowing. I could imagine, Tracy, if you were in my shoes, you would want to have known too. Pause. Now you pause and you let Tracy think, like, okay, wait a second. I'm wanting a guy and he's getting paid less. Like if I that would not be happy. So let's see if Tracy offers some solutions. And she went, well, this is how the system works. Hey, no, I understand that. Let me just ask, and I'm not trying to make this personal, Tracy, at all. And I don't, I don't, I want to, I don't want to come across as not a team player, but I know you want to do the right thing. And I know that the firm would want people when they get promoted to feel really positive about it and not have an unintended negative consequence. Tracy will be with you. Say, okay, so let me, how can we work this? Because I can imagine you would not want this to happen to you. And I, you know, look from the looks on your face, Tracy, you don't think this is the right thing. What can we do to help raise this so that, you know, we address it. And in the future, this doesn't happen to other folks who get promoted. So let me pause there. How's that landing? I have to say the way you put it, I think, uh, would have changed my dynamic. If I would have learned this earlier, <laughs> that would change my dynamic with my manager and manager's manager 
uh, actually, who who you know obviously was on top of this um, throughout that time. Uh, I would be, you know, I think I think that would be a much much less awkward conversation. Uh, I love it, and and I think it just elevates you in. And I think you know the way you answer, and I think throughout some of the, the some of the thoughts is really just elevate yourself and not put yourself in the shoes of that particular scenario as being sort of the receiver, but really just have a overarching view of the thing itself, so that you can actually come from a very uh, team uh, focused and in uh, context. Uh, uh, in different uh, kind of uh, perspective, and I think that that really helps. I think, um, you know, in in reality, how it turned out was like, I think, um, you know, I, I think I was still very polite, and you know, we talk about like, you know, uh, what what can we do? But I just don't think it came through in such a elegant way that showcases that I also care for them, because I think in this case, uh, and especially when you get promoted. When you show to the management that you also care for how they would have need to manage this and how you would be willing to help them manage this, it goes a long way. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you're spot on again. So this is so great. And I love for listeners how you uh, describe that, Ivan, is perfect. And I would just summarize it as serve the whole. Right. So and it takes because in a moment like this, it's all about me. I, Ivan, am getting host. Right. So it's very easy to stay <laughs> low. Right. It's totally and that's normal, folks. Totally normal. So it takes the intention to say, Shh, let it go. OK, how do I go? How do I stay high? So for you, the you, me, you, we, the you is then the the leaders and what serves them because people are self-interested. So how do you really in a genuine way say, look, at you wouldn't. This is you wouldn't want this to happen to you. You wouldn't want to be thinking this is what the firm is about, right? So that doesn't look good for them. So that's a driver for change. And at the highest level, all of you want the most amazing firm ever because that just serves everybody. So exactly. if even a most junior person can come across in service to the whole of the, then it makes it easy for everyone to think about, well, what is right for the whole and not an individual win or lose, but rather what serves us um, in aggregate. I totally love agree. it. I love it. Um, we talked about it a lot, Ivan. So I'm curious if you step back, do you have a particular top takeaway from our chat? Say exactly what you just say. Uh, I would repeat it. Serve the whole. You know, just just analyze it from a bigger picture. Create win-win. That's what it is. That's perfect. You know, just one more thing, because I am curious in your work environment now. Ivan, and I really appreciate your interest and, and your recognition that how you actually say things makes a big difference. I'm just wondering, do you feel in your general work environment, people are very mindful that how they communicate makes a big difference? You know, interesting you ask that. Um, I have to say my career has come a long way. Um, you know, these uh, couple experiences now led me to starting a, a uh, a startup in the uh, crypto and, and Web3 space. So I'm working with, you know, a group of uh, close friends as well as, um, you know, some advisors and, and extended partners um, in, in terms of uh, the particular project that we're working on. And I would say, you know, I have felt that the power of 
communication so so deeply in this working environment because you know we're the, the team is smaller and the relationship is tighter. Uh, in this case, actually, how you communicate, how you work with each other, plays a bigger part because uh, if you alienate this particular person, you will lose a, a very um, strong contribution to your small project, given how little resources you have. And I actually treasure all the things I learned throughout my career through through financial services, through consulting, you know, all the all the communication skills that I accumulated uh, and apply this and, and really uh, respect all the people that I work with and, you know, getting that back. Uh, it's just such a, such a breeze uh, now that I'm working in this scenario and, and um, I am just feel I'm blessed as well as uh, very happy with uh, some of the things that I was able to take away from my previous uh, uh, positions. Oh, I am so proud of you for striking it off on your own. And, you know, folks, I, I know you might be thinking you're in a bigger organization. There's no reason you can't bring the intimacy, the camaraderie of the smaller team to the bigger settings. And I'm really hearing this counting on each other, valuing each other. And I'm really glad that you're in that space, I mean, because you're, uh, exactly. you're a star. That's spectacular. No, well, I, keep me. Yeah. And one more thing, one more thing, you know, in addition to all the things I learned, Obviously, say you skillfully has been really helpful. So I just want to call that out. <laughs> I appreciate that. Listen, you're welcome back on the show anytime. I am cheering for you big time and you're a part of the solution. I'm very proud of the progression. And I'm, uh, you know, that crypto web three space is just completely foreign to me. So maybe offline one of these days, we can meet up and you can explain it to me. That'll be a real. Of course, happy to. <laughs> Fabulous. You take good care. Ivan will be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Have a great one. You too. Ciao, ciao. Oh, spectacular. Okay. Wow. We're heading over to the Pacific Northwest, gorgeous part of the United States. And I am thrilled to welcome Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you doing? Hi, Molly. Great. Well, I appreciate your making time to join me. And uh, what situation or conversation is on your mind? Hmm. Well, we, um, I work for an international startup, so we're mostly remote. Um, I've been hearing a theme in a lot of podcasts lately. Um, and so I'm going to give a little context, but essentially we're going from a smaller team. I think I was um, employee number 13 and now we're at 50. And so we have traditionally been a very transparent company and it's been harder as we grow. Um, and to add another layer on that for me personally, um, I am informally overseeing some non-direct reports. And um, it's interesting because I'm fairly good at transparency, I would say, especially as it comes to our customers and senior leadership. And um, But I'm actually struggling to um, be super transparent with those who I'm kind of informally managing kind of through a matrix. Um, it's hard and I get really hesitant when it comes to tough conversations because um, I don't know how well supported they are for me to, you know, <laughs> lay on the truth. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting situation um, because I'm not in control of the direct management of them, but I want them to feel safe. Um, so I'm, kind of wondering what's the best way to 
uh, approach situations where I am senior and I do have tools that could help them and action does need to be taken. I try to assess everything, whether it's like a learning opportunity where people can flail a little and figure it out on their own. And then also whether it's like, no, the fire is burning and (laughs) we've got to jump in and (laughs) make some moves. So um, I think I waffle between being a little apologetic when I bring things up um, and being a little too nice or I'm like, okay, we're going full on like black and white. (laughs) This is what's going on. And I know that's probably not appreciated because they're not sure what to expect. So I I feel like I'm, this is my, my learning space personally. And I'd love to get some tips on maybe how to improve that or approach those. I love it. And I can empathize with it and woohoo that you're growing the startup and you, you know, early on. So that's a real privilege. And I want you to know that, you know, that's, you can't buy that, right? The people who've been along the journey and obviously as organizations grow, they have to change and they have to adapt, but we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And if transparency and open communication had been a hallmark earlier on, Elizabeth, there's, that's certainly something that can serve you going forward and just know that this may be something that because of your privilege of being early on, you actually can raise it in a way that others don't have the context or the seniority. Not right. to make more pressure on you, right? But it does give you a bit of a, hopefully a bit of a, an incentive because you can really, as to the previous caller, we can, you can really help serve the whole, if that makes sense, you know? And, makes sense. Yeah. So I hear you, this waffling, Yeah. So just say more, say more to our listeners. Like, what does that look like? What's going on for you when you're waffling? Because I can imagine waffling, Elizabeth, is not, you know. I hate it. I hate it. And sometimes it comes across as passive aggressive and I hate things that are passive aggressive. So um, I think what it comes down to is that I will sometimes say in order to not be like, you have to do this. (laughs) So for example, something went wrong with the customer. Um, One of my colleagues was sick, uh, didn't tell anybody. And then um, we lost a couple of weeks and the customer was really upset. And so um, everyone is so busy. I'm the one here in the US that kind of sees what's happening on the ground um, since we have people all over the world. And so um, it was kind of, up to me to give that honest feedback of like, look, it's okay that you're sick, but um, we also need to get you to um, talk to people when you can't handle things (laughs) at the moment and we can jump in. Um, But how it came out was, do you think we could do this in the future? Which it's not about we, it's about this person that I'm talking to and um, he's young and he's learning. And so I think it's it's just that wording around it. Yeah, <laughs> Where it comes that. out like, oh, we're in this together, but it's like, we're sort of in this together because I'm here to support you, but you're the one who has to actually make the change and I can't, you know, help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. say, like, I'm here for you. <laughs> That's good. I love this. This and this is a really great call out. There's like sometimes there's we and sometimes there's you. And and yeah. <laughs> so that's not 
conflate <laughs> those two. So I think I appreciate the context of a younger employee, newer in. So I think there's there's a bit of the Elizabeth is a more senior leader person and a mentor, right? So let's just say, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan, are you feeling better? Yes. Yeah, feeling better. Okay, great. Jonathan, can we debrief what happened, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Okay, yes. Okay, Jonathan. So I have a question for you. When you were feeling sick, right? Um, did you mention that to anybody? To just, just you're just asking. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, okay. So one of the things. So first of all, we care deeply about our employees here. So we're not trying to meddle into private affairs, but we we do want to know if people aren't feeling their best, um, so that you know if, if we can be supportive, we can be supportive, right? He's like, okay, great. I really appreciate how everyone cares. Okay. So now the other thing I have to be upfront with you, Jonathan, is. Because you were sick, were you able to do everything you were supposed to be doing, right? Well, I didn't exactly. Okay, so Jonathan, I want you to put yourself in and just pick whoever teammates, so-and-so mm-hmm. and so-and-so's shoes. What do you think happened for them? Pause. You know, whatever. So mm-hmm. he may know. He say, well, so Jonathan, imagine. Let's just say you're relying on, on Samantha for something and that doesn't happen. And what happens for you? And, and so... What happens is you should think, you think this is intuitively obvious. It obviously isn't intuitively obvious or he would have said something. So now what you're coaching him to do is kind of see the mess he created. And that typically, wow, I can see. So, okay. So now what are you taking away? What's the learning? What are you going to change? And see what he says. Now he may say, well, I'm just going to get sick and not tell anyone. So wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 <laughs> right. But hopefully what he says Okay, so I'm not trying to make you feel bad. It is my job to help you make new mistakes. So are we clear that that mistake is never going to happen again? Mm. Pause. How's that landing? Uh, I love that. I think it's that last part in particular about I'm here to help you make new mistakes (laughs) is really helpful because um, we want people to be able to fail and move forward. Um, as long as it's not repeated. And so. Yeah. And, and you can say that with emphasis. Hey, we have, and, and folks know Gary Ridge is a friend of mine, former CEO, now exa- uh, um, chairman of the board for uh, WD40. And he's like, we don't have mistakes. We have learning moments and they are essential <laughs> to their culture. Learning moment. Okay. Cause we all want to make you know, if we're only growing, if we're making mistakes, if if your whole day is like perfect, then maybe not pushing it enough. So it's okay if we're making the right mistakes. We obviously don't want to make the catastrophic mistakes. So there is, right, there is a distinction. Mm-hmm. So we just need to make sure we're pushing it. And so I think that notion of, and if we're going to make a wrong decision, let's fail fast with it. Let's Let's correct it. That's fine. And again, a lot of it, and being a senior person, Elizabeth, your attitude around it, you know, we've been doing this for two weeks. Love the fact that we took a bet on it. I think it's time to call it quits. Let's change, change, right? That's fine. Right. There's no, right. there's, waffling, there's no waffling. We didn't have the data we have. Now we have 10, 20, 12, whatever, however many days of data. Were we good? I think it's time to, to, to call, call it a loss and let's move on. Fine. No, I love that. Um, and also, I think it's appropriate to, I mean, I, th- I think another thing that's a little difficult is that um, we're all pretty young <laughs> in the startup. So it's like, we've got a little bit of a hierarchy, but we're all kind of peers slash managers. <laughs> and so it gets a little 
I like that it takes out the the I have all this experience, you know, or questioning my experience and just says like, hey, we're here to help each other move forward quickly um, and just make it very factual instead of <laughs> what's going on here. Yeah, I I love that. And so to the those folks, you know, this is transparency. Folks, we're all pretty young here. You know, we can add all our ages up and it doesn't equal X, right? So let's just call a spade a spade in case anyone is getting a little bit, you know, ahead of themselves. I think that's really super. Now, that also might be, hey, is there an opportunity? Do we need to reach out to someone who maybe has 20 more years experience to get some thoughts on that, right? That can be, think of that as your collective intelligence. You know, if you don't know, that's okay. But not finding out may not be okay. You might say, well, we can all admit we don't really know the right answer, but who can we talk to? How do we solve it, right? So I just want to segue because you mentioned a little bit about the, you know, as you're growing and it's maybe not as easy to be as transparent. Uh, anything there that we might talk about that makes it easier for you? Because that I do find in big organizations, flow of communications can be challenging. 50 is still not some enormous number. You can hug everybody, right? Technically, if they were around. So um, your thoughts on what makes it challenging? And is there something Elizabeth can do to grease the skids? Yeah, so I I worked in both a corporate setting and the startup setting. And I think um, at the beginning of the startup, it was almost like it felt kind of like a really innovative small team that I would find at another workplace. Um, and now that we've grown, I think, you know, as opposed to me working directly with, you know, eight to 10 people and spending X amount of hours with them every week, I have some people who I only speak to maybe five minutes every other week. And there's, n- it's, it's harder to build trust with people <laughs> who, you don't work with um, frequently. And so I think that's that's what we're finding across the board. Um, and then also without, you know, the traditional manager resources and stuff, we're just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> and so um, we knew it was a safe space before, but uh, it's it's kind of, I, I always kind of wonder, like, do the people who are joining the company get that same impression? Yeah. Okay. I know we're closing in, but I want to give a few <laughs> thoughts and we can cover this at, an, at a future time. This is super important. The trust thing is not to be assumed. You, you say, mm-hmm. well, we are trustworthy, but new people, that's a hard thing. So as you bring new people in, Elizabeth, that one-on-one time, and maybe it's monthly, you do something, and, I've, and listeners have heard me say, you can do something that share a little bit of our life journeys, give people a chance to really get to know folks, spend an hour over lunch, and talking about some of the things that are hard, right? So part of that is, hey, share a little bit about yourself and share one thing that's a struggle for you. Mm-hmm. And a leader goes last, but you set the space and saying, one of the key values here is that we want to have full trust, which means we can say the tough stuff, we can we can make mistakes, right? And we will you know, respect each other and move forward. And, and that's something you want to be intentional about. 
And part of it is also look at, sometimes we move really fast. If you feel like it's not safe or you feel like you can't speak up, what we need you to do is to say something. Because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is folks having, you know, kind of out at the fringe, having a different experience than the folks at a home office or that are more senior would know, right? And right. that's that's something to be really explicit in and asking folks that notion of sharing struggles, you know, hearing the tough stuff, the not so pretty, still respecting and loving someone for it is the best way for people to realize that, hey, I really matter here. So that that one we can talk about more, but that's not something to kind of like wish telepathically. That's something <laughs> we need to put into the, into the ether and have ultimate transparency. Okay, so we'll wrap. Let me uh, ask you, we talked about a lot. Elizabeth, do you have a top takeaway from our chat? Yes, I think to not be wishy-washy and you had a a couple of sound bites there that I'd love to um, try and then um, definitely want to set up some time to talk about the hard stuff with some of the the new members of our team. I think that's a great idea. Can't just wait for it to happen. That's right. I love it. Lead yourself first and then you lead, lead others. And there's zero doubt in my mind that you're all better for that. So I want to thank you for being a big part of the solution. I'm cheering for you in a big way. And obviously any way I can help, I'm here for you. You take good care. All right. Thanks, Molly. Ciao, ciao. Okay, folks. Spectacular. Okay. My thought for the week, a quote I got on my Calm app, external circumstances are fragile and we rarely have control over them, but your internal state is where you can take charge. And that is a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out sayitskillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 